Hello, and welcome back to My Zillennial Life. Somehow, another week has flown by, and I'm sitting here recording my uh, 20th episode. This is episode 20 of My Zillennial Life. I cannot believe it. I feel like 20 is a pretty big deal for me just because I really never had any intentions of like I had no goals with this podcast I have no goals still I have no idea what I'm doing for me this whole podcast thing is just for fun and um maybe at some point I'll take it more seriously but right now it is just a way for me to sit down every week and talk to a microphone and whoever wants to listen can listen but uh yeah I have a lot on my mind today and as we approach like the one year anniversary of covid lockdown and when the pandemic really started i think the like official one year anniversary is this saturday so i'll talk about that in a little bit i'm thinking i'll probably just end up making next week's episode about that and like what one year in the pandemic has taught me it's kind of cliche and cheesy but i am the kind of person that is sort of a little bit dramatic about things and it's good to sit down and reflect on this past year um so yeah today's wednesday though i'm recording this on a Wednesday, I have a busy kind of week ahead of me, some things going on this weekend, and um, as usual, I'm going to go through like what happened in my life the past week and maybe what it taught me, or I don't really know. Sometimes I'll do this at the beginning of the episode, and it does make sense, and it ties into the episode, and then other times, I'm literally just ranting about my life as if anyone really cares to listen, um, but yeah, I have a lot going on. Just in general, I feel like with um, some sad things that have happened lately, so I'm trying to like stay positive and also just be very thankful for every day of my life and every day I get to spend with the people that I love. I think a lot of us, you know, thought with the new year it would be a fresh start and good things would start to happen and they definitely are. Like I see a light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to COVID guys with the vaccine and herd immunity. I do see things getting better, but um kind of just on an unrelated note with the beginning of the year some really bad things have happened too just to people I know and um, I've had friends of mine lose parents recently I know of three people now who have recently lost a parent so and that's just always a fear of mine I have anxiety about it I've always had anxiety about my parents um, getting sick or just dying in general and I just I need to not think about it and live every day and make sure I say I love you to everyone I love in my life and that's such an important lesson I feel like a lot of us go through the motions of each day and we just kind of forget to you know shoot a text to a friend we haven't talked to in a while or just say I love you to the people that we you know may forget to say I love you to or just talk to the people that you care about in your life because you have no idea when they're going to be taken away from you Um, it's almost been one year since my friend Ellen passed away. I believe she died last April and it was in a car accident. So it was sudden and tragic. And, um, I just kind of wish I would have talked to her more. I hadn't spoken to her in a long time because she had moved away. And so, yeah, that taught me a lot. And then lately I've been kind of reminded again that, Hey, at any moment you could lose someone in your life. So make sure you cherish your time with them and, really value it and value your life so that's basically what I I mean I've been reflecting upon lately especially um, just with my friend who recently lost her mom to COVID so I think everyone at this point should know at least one person who has been affected by COVID uh, whether that's you know they've actually been 
infected with COVID or they've lost someone to it. So a whole year later, you know, I think that I will definitely spend next week's episode talking more about that and reflecting on that. But I just wanted to say, if you needed the reminder, guys, to, you know, make sure that you are taking the time to value the people in your life and being thankful for every day, here's your reminder because the past few weeks have um, definitely taken away a lot of people from the lives of people that I know and you know whether it's mutual friends or old friends I I know of who have lost family members it is always sad and it's always a reminder to you know be thankful for every day that you have with the people that you love and I feel like there's some other things I wanted to talk about let me think here for a second well I guess I can go over what this episode is about um I have always kind of seen this floating around in the media over the past few years especially um, but it is another sort of thing that millennials get blamed for and that is the industries that millennials are killing off you know certain companies certain types of industries that millennials are basically making go out of business because we are not buying into these certain you know industries and things like that so I will go over that later I found an article I thought it was really interesting some of the things on this um, article I definitely agree with some of them I still purchase myself though so we'll see how alike we are as a generation I guess in some ways since I consider myself as a millennial these are definitely things that I'll fall in the middle for but if you're an older millennial you know one of the millennials that's been recently bullied by generation z I definitely think some of these you know, we can put some blame on the millennials um, for possibly killing off these industries. And I don't think any of these industries are actually like dead yet, but um, they are struggling from what I've heard, or at least when this article was written, they were struggling. This episode is basically going to be me just, you know, talking about all the different types of businesses that are struggling because millennials are broke so really it's not our fault okay it's it's because we don't have a lot of money we were um born into a society that really failed us when i think about the generation that i'm a part of i definitely consider myself to be a younger millennial which is why i would define myself as a millennial we've been over this um but the older millennials definitely are the type of I feel like uh, stereotypical millennials who have really always had to hustle to make their money and, you know, who definitely experienced the rise in pricing of colleges and, you know, graduating with tons of debt. And then my generation, my part of it as well, my friends, you know, those millennials, uh, I know so many of them who went away to college and got the degrees they wanted and it didn't even matter what industry they were getting a degree in they all graduated with lots of debt and even some of them now are struggling to make enough money to even pay off the debt they got from their master degrees so it just goes to show I feel like our generation as a whole definitely doesn't have it as easy as certain generations in that way like that's why a lot of us are moving home with our parents we can't afford housing Um, and if you pick a career that you love you might not make a lot of money in it and you'll have to kind of I guess deal with that but if you were to go the route of picking a career just for the sake of money you would then be unhappy in your career and so you know you can't really win I feel like and then regardless of what way you do it, you usually are going to end up in debt. So, you know, it's really a fun experience, honestly. So I guess I don't really have anything else to touch on as far as like things in my life the past week. I've had a good week. I went 
shopping last weekend. I'm continuing to buy things I don't need, so that's something I'm trying to work on. I also found out that at the end of this month, I'm going to get to go on a little weekend getaway with some friends to Kentucky. We're staying in this like mansion on this lake, and it's an Airbnb, and I'm really excited because I've needed a little getaway for a while now. Um, it'll just be a small group of us, so it'll be COVID safe, and it's not too far of a drive, so it's like definitely something I've been wanting to do. Levi's not coming. It's actually like with a group of friends I don't even know very well. Just one of them I know and the rest I don't know super well. So I'm kind of excited about that. Um, and I feel like, I think I said this earlier and sorry if you guys hear dogs barking in the background. I feel like things are starting to look up and they're going to get better. And especially as the weather changes and spring comes, things always feel better at this time of the year when we come out of the dark cold winter months you know it just starts to become a happier time the days are longer sunnier and warmer and I am here for it even though this is my 20th episode it's probably going to be a little bit shorter than the others I apologize for that I do have a lot on my plate this evening so I'm just going to get this one done and at some point I will probably get on a schedule where I can just record a bunch of episodes ahead of time that is my goal if I can record like four episodes in one weekend and have them all ready for that month that would help me so much but my time management skills are are not well when it comes to like outside of my job sort of activities I just some days don't feel like doing anything some days I want to get so much stuff done but yeah I um wanted to say if this episode's shorter I do apologize but I'm gonna go ahead and get into the main part of it here we're using an article from cbinsights.com titled 14 industry expert 14 industries experts say millennials are killing and why they're wrong oh okay, I didn't realize I picked an article that, like, definitely argues why the, um, I guess, industry experts are wrong. And this was written up a year ago on February 26, 2020. Whenever I think back to, like, last February, I think a lot about how none of us knew what was coming. And I just, I don't know, I find it's very surreal and weird to think about. And um, yeah, that's beside the point. So yeah, this article is going to go through 14 industries that um, the big dogs think that millennials are destroying, but we're going to also look into the arguments and um, why whoever wrote this article says that the experts are wrong. So first it says why the millennial generation is so different. And so there's like three reasons here, I believe. Um, millennials are in debt, which I talked about earlier. Yes, we are in debt. Millennials value spending their money ethically. Oh, that's true. I definitely see more people my age, you know, wanting to spend their money on sustainable um, things that help impact the world. Millennials prioritize health and wellness. I would agree with that too, to a certain extent. Um, you know, every generation has the people in it though that are focused on health. But this one says, no generation has been more health conscious than millennials, with 9 and 10 believing that it's important to eat healthy and indulge only occasionally. That's not the case for me, but you know, I'm working on it. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just like go over the 14 categories here so that we have a good idea of what's ahead of us and just sound them off. So the first one is cereal. The second is casual dining. Third is department stores. Fourth is luxury goods. Then we've got cable TV, gyms, American cheese, beer, canned tuna, motorcycles, golf, raisins, 
diamonds, and pet food. All right, so for the first part of the article, it says cereal, and it says uh, the breakfast food that's too inconvenient for millennials may actually just be too sugary. That's pretty accurate. It is very sugary. Um, the $9 billion cereal industry is in trouble. Sales have declined by 17% over the last decade, and some cereal industry executives have put the blame on millennials. Yeah, I mean, I will take a little bit of the blame there. I, I do love cereal, but when I was growing up, it was something that I had a lot. So I think I, I kind of got it burnt out of my system. You know, I ate a bowl every morning or whatever before school, and then I got older and I realized there are yummier things out there than cereal. But with that said, I definitely know a lot of my friends who still wake up and have a bowl of cereal every morning, and I also... Uh, crave it every once in a while as like a sugary snack so I'll you know get it to eat as dessert or something especially like the brands that I grew up eating like um, Fruity Pebbles and Cap'n Crunch. Cap'n Crunch is probably my favorite cereal guys what's yours and do you think the millennials have kind of stopped buying cereal and could be the reason why the cereal industry is struggling? Let me know. Um, hit me up on my Instagram account, my Zillennial Pod. But yeah, I feel like uh, this podcast is always like a one-way conversation. It's always like I'm conversing with you guys, but you're not here. And so I have friends who will like text me as they're listening to it. Shout out to Gabby. Um, and other friends as well. The Websters listen. Hello, Matt and Steven. I'm going to be in their podcast soon, so that'll be fun. But yeah, I just... I, I don't know, guys. I, um, I appreciate anyone who listens and answers these kind of open-ended questions. I literally will say in the middle of the podcast, knowing that I'm not going to get an answer for like a few days probably or maybe ever, but cereal is the first one and the next one is casual dining. Millennials eat out more than any other generation. They just don't want to sit in booths. And uh, this just says casual dining chains such as Ruby Tuesday, Olive Garden, and Applebee's saw explosive growth throughout the 1980s and 90s. Um, and I guess they have seen a downfall since then. In 2017, the number of casual dining locations among top chains shrank by 1.5%. Ruby Tuesday was one of the hardest hit with a 15% decline in sales. That's so funny, guys. Okay, not funny that they are like kind of not doing well, but uh, there's this really kind of inside joke that Levi and I have going where whenever we see Ruby Tuesdays which is not very often because they are like all closing down near me I feel like but whenever we see one Levi dares me to call my dad and be like oh did you know that there's a Ruby Tuesdays in this area dad and I don't ever really like casually call my dad I live at home with him I talk to him all the time so calling him out of nowhere and telling him that there is a Ruby Tuesdays in this certain city I've done it three times now. I think my dad just, and he's so nice about it. He's like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Or he's like, oh, I've been to that location. It's just, it's really weird and, but it's really funny. So shout out to Ruby Tuesdays. I've actually never been there, but I'm sure it's good. And I will say I kind of disagree with this one because I don't know, I have basically fully funded Olive Garden and other like uh, places like Chili's and Applebee's for my entire, you know, young adult life. I, I used to go to Mimi's Cafe every week in high school. I used to go to Applebee's uh, like once a week in college for half price apps. I love Chili's. I love Olive Garden and I love going out to dinner. I don't know if anyone else is like that, but yeah, I, I do not think that we are killing these industries. The third one is department stores. This is true. We've somehow reached the theme of malls again. I always bring up malls and how they're dying and just, you know, in general, like the mall near me is a ghost town now, but department stores definitely are an industry that I have seen 
a decline of. Uh, I haven't stepped inside of Macy's for like three years. I haven't been to a Dillard's in a long time. JCPenney's, these are places I grew up going to with my mom. Sears, oh my goodness, guys, these are like early memories. Every weekend, my mom would take us shopping with her and she would shop around Sears or Macy's. And I, my generation, you know, Zillennials or Millennials, we don't shop at places like that. At least I personally don't. I did get all of my homecoming dresses from Macy's and Dillard's, you know, in high school. But now if I'm going to go shopping, I'm going to do it online or I'm going to go to Target um, and or thrift shopping. That's something I love doing. So yeah, it just says millennials aren't turning their backs on brick and mortar, but traditional department stores are pricey and have a limited selection. There's no denying that traditional department stores are in turmoil. Department stores saw a $230 $230 billion dollar in total sales uh, by 1999 but by 2016 the number had fallen to 155 billion so wow yeah that's uh it's crazy experts predict more than a thousand department stores will die by 2023 and their overall share of the apparel category will plummet by 66 percent so lots of fun like numbers here but just kind of reading through the article this one i definitely agree with and i do not think that places like Macy's and you know JCPenney all those places will survive if they do not transform into something else that is going to I guess adhere to our generation and um, the younger generation as well essentially I think people will always go to stores and want to be able to go try on things but I think that it's going to change and it's going to definitely like in the future there's going to be a lot of brick and mortar stores that will go out of business and unfortunately the corporations will take over and people will get all of their clothes from places like Walmart and you know big department stores that aren't like the ones I'm talking about but Amazon you know the Amazon stores they're making these big corporations are taking over and it's scary but I don't really think there's a lot we could do about it so that's I don't know that's the topic for another day just make sure you support your local businesses guys this is a good reminder support local support small businesses and make sure that um, if you are shopping for clothing try to understand where it comes from and maybe even try thrift shopping because that is an ethical way to shop for sure and it's better for the environment the next one is luxury goods millennials like luxury but they rent more and buy less i would agree with this one kind of ties into the last thing i was saying i feel like we are more um, financially conscious because we have to be um, and we don't focus as much, at least the people I surround myself with don't focus as much on luxury goods and name brand stuff and things like that. We just don't care about it. And I'm definitely seeing Gen Z's that way too. But it really does depend on where you live and where you come from. And if you're in LA and you're rich, you know, one of the TikTokers, then you're going to have a bunch of Gucci and you're going to care about buying luxury. If you have the money for it and you're that type of person and you enjoy luxury, you're going to buy it. So... I um, I don't know. This one just says the data supports that to some extent, 72% of millennials prefer to spend money on experiences instead of items. And I love that and I agree with that fully. For me personally, I have been known to buy like luxury things. I purchased my very first Louis Vuitton purse a few years ago. It was a a used one, but it holds its value. And I understand like people who do collect um, high-end name brand things and designer things it is definitely something I understand but um, from a generational standpoint I definitely think millennials are more like conscious of where their money goes and I am trying to be better about where I put my money and um, what I spend it on and I'm trying to hopefully when the pandemic ends I want to spend more money on actual experiences and traveling because that's what's important to me and 
I feel like you get more value out of it in the long run. Next up, we have cable TV. This is very accurate. It says millennials are cutting the cord, but Gen X is more pro streaming than any other generation. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree with this. I don't know what Gen X is. Is that my parents' generation? I think it is. Um, so obviously we've got all the streaming services and there's no reason to have cable anymore. My family got rid of cable years ago and I, I love all the different ways that we can watch uh, shows and binge them and you know, things like YouTube TV still exist, so if I want to sit down and watch a show with commercials, I still can. The next one is gyms, and it says solo exercise is out and group classes are in for the lonely generation. So group places, like group workout places, are definitely on the rise. Places like Orange Theory, Pure Bar, I see those all the time. And I would consider that like a gym, but I guess this one is just talking about like places like Planet Fitness and Club Fitness that are just gyms you have memberships to. You go in, you get your workout done, and you leave. I had a membership to Club Fitness a few years ago, or actually just uh, like six months ago. I still had a membership, and I was wasting my money personally, but um, I have plenty of friends who have regular gym memberships, and they are consistent. They go every day, so... Um, it just says once a staple of the fitness landscape in America, gym chains like Gold's 24-Hour Fitness and LA Fitness are coming under threat. Industry insiders are pointing fingers at millennials. And um, yeah, I don't know, but it also says millennials and Gen Z's make up 80% of health club members. Yeah, my sister, for example, you know, she's 18. She just got a membership at Planet Fitness. And um, so it really just depends on whether or not, you know, you can afford the gym membership and whether or not you want to go and work out and live like a fitness-filled lifestyle. Personally, I had to cancel my gym membership because I wasn't going and I really love working out from the comfort of my home and that's another reason I feel like gyms could be kind of dying off is because we have all of these different resources online where we can work out um, at home and it's really nice and convenient. The next one is American cheese. This one's kind of funny. Millennials aren't turning against cheese. They're avoiding fake processed foods. Yeah, this is another one that ties into the whole concept that apparently millennials are the healthier generation and we're more health conscious. I like American cheese, but it's definitely not my favorite. I prefer cheese that is real. And if you ever have a Kraft Singles, um, they're great. They taste good, but they are really processed. So I guess we are avoiding more processed food and that's a good thing. Um, the eighth one is beer. Craft beer is on the rise. Yes, this is so accurate. While mass market beers are losing popularity. Yeah, I feel like my generation loves going to a good brewery and like supporting these local places that make their own beer. And it's just like a part of the whole experience. So I can definitely see how that could be harming these bigger beer, um, businesses the next one says canned tuna millennials like tuna but they prefer it outside of the can the canned tuna industry is in decline per capita consumption of canned tuna has dropped 42 percent over the past three decades that's crazy yeah i mean this is another one like you know apparently millennials don't like processed food so i get this one the next one is motorcycles. It says some players in the motorcycle industry are making efforts to adapt, shifting to smaller, lighter models. These bikes are easier for the first time rider, more affordable, and better for urban riding. So basically, this is like one of the parts of the article that argues that the motorcycle industry is not suffering because of millennials, um, but it said that actually millennials are saving the industry because we prefer like micro mobility or just in general it says the rising micro mobility movement is making motorcycles smaller and better suited for millennials 
you know, we, we like to make sure the environment is doing okay and we're not harming it. And so if you're going to ride a motorcycle, make it a little smaller so the carbon footprint is smaller as well. The next one is golf, and it says the exclusive private country club is in decline for a generation more focused on inclusion. So basically, golf is kind of an exclusive um, sport. It's very male-dominated, and also a lot of people who play golf are usually white. So I guess since millennials are a more inclusive generation, or at least we're trying to be, um, we're straying away from golf, but I think as a whole, golf isn't going anywhere. It's just a matter of like the whole country club aspect of it is definitely something that's not going to be around forever, or maybe not something that millennials are going to pay a lot of money for like older generations do. So the next one's raisins. Millennials want to avoid added sugar, even in a healthier source. Raisins are a snack I grew up eating and they are definitely considered or were considered a healthier snack. But if you look at the ingredients, they have lots of sugar in them. So this is a lot like the other ones I mentioned where apparently millennials are health conscious. I'm personally not. I don't know about you guys. But um, yeah, I can understand that one. I like raisins though. I hope they don't go anywhere. I like yogurt covered raisins. Those are delicious. All right, next one is diamonds. And so it says millennials are ditching traditional diamonds for cheaper gemstones and lab-grown options this is actually an awesome one i totally agree with this just moving forward like people not being so concerned about buying engagement rings that have real diamonds in them um, the diamond industry is corrupt and um, there's a lot that goes into that but i think that you know looking into cheaper options and more sustainable options things grown in labs i think that's awesome that's amazing that we're able to use science to um, make things that are beautiful and make things that look like diamonds. I mean, I definitely love the idea of a real diamond, but I do see all of these like engagement ring ads on Facebook and like the company Brilliant Earth. I think a lot of theirs are sustainable made gemstones and like, you know, fake diamonds, quote unquote fake diamonds. But I don't know much about the industry as a whole. It's just interesting to see that it's on the decline. I mean, this says sales of rough diamonds in 2019 are estimated to have fallen by 25%. Meanwhile, global retail sales of diamond jewelry are estimated to have gone down by 2% in the same year. So this one to me, I can see myself wanting to get a lab-grown diamond because not only is it more affordable, but also I think it does... Um, it's like more ethically made, I suppose, because if you look into how diamonds are sourced, it can get kind of sticky and um, yeah, blood diamonds made in a lab. Synthetic diamonds are free from many of the common ethical concerns around blood diamonds. So if you don't know what blood diamonds are, you can look that up. But um, yeah, it's a whole other topic. So guys, let me know. Would you want a real diamond if you were being proposed to or just in general, would you want a real diamond or do you not mind taking a, um, a lab made diamond or one maybe that's just like a hand-me-down from a grandparent or something and the final one is pet food healthier high quality pet food is appealing to millennials mass market incumbents are already adapting so i've heard this one a few years ago whenever um this whole topic came about i remember hearing that people like millennials were not buying perina and perina is actually headquartered in st louis where i live i think so yeah like brands like that um have suffered because millennials believe it or not are having kids later in life and instead of having kids a lot of them are just getting dogs and we as a generation definitely treat our dogs as a member of the family like they are our children 
and um, so I can see how the big like dog food brands have had to adapt to this because we're focused more on keeping our pets healthy since we're not having kids as young as our parents had kids Um, and yeah personally like I pay a lot of money for my cat's food I care a lot about him he got sick he has kidney disease he's better now but he still is on this very expensive food and it is a healthier food for him and his body but it's pricey and I'm willing to pay it because um, to me he's not just a pet he's my he's my child um so it just that one depends on like the actual person I know people and I have friends in my life who have no pets and they never want pets so it really just depends on the family you grew up in and whether or not you're having kids early or you're not having kids you know just depends on your life path but that one makes sense to me and it's funny that all these like big dog food brands have had to kind of change the way they do things you know they make grain-free dog food now which apparently that's bad for your dog so we backtracked on that one um so and a lot of people my age feed their dogs like food that they make themselves like they make their own dog food for their dogs it's organic or they buy the raw dog food and uh yeah we are a generation that really loves our pets all right so that's the end of that article but I have a few that I thought I would touch on myself because I think these are things that um I personally don't really buy and I maybe think in general our generation is going to stop buying and um, these are some industries that we could kill off. The first one I've heard about like an article a few years ago and that is like dryer sheets and fabric softener. Specifically fabric softener. I remember reading about this that like all these brands like Downy were freaking out because no one was buying fabric softener anymore and I guess I guess our generation doesn't really care to put fabric softener or extra chemicals in our laundry personally I love me some fabric softener and I love my clothes to smell good so I do buy it but yeah I can definitely see why people who are maybe trying to save money aren't buying fabric softener it's not really a must-have and uh, dryer sheets there's actually like more sustainable ways to take the static out of your clothes you know they are making things that you could just throw in there and you can reuse them so the dryer sheet industry um, I think it's really wasteful but I personally still here at home use dryer sheets, especially because I have a fear of static. That's the main reason why, guys. I just hate static. Um, but yeah, so that's like laundry. Those are laundry themed things. Another one is sad, but I think that um, our generation is the one that has killed off malls or will continue to make malls and just these places to shop in person um kind of a thing of the past now I think they will be around in some form forever like I was saying earlier but yeah malls and um, movie theaters and I don't even want to say that out loud because I love going to movie theater but not only has the pandemic harmed the movie theater industry but before that I feel like it was really suffering because we can stream a lot of movies at our homes and um I feel like also, you know, when you go to the movies, guys, it's really expensive. It really is. It always has been. It was always a treat for us growing up if we got to actually go to the movies and buy candy and popcorn because the whole activity costs a lot of money. So um, unless movie theaters decide to start charging less, I do not think that millennials will keep that um, business alive. They have to definitely adapt and... Uh, it's going to be sad. I really hope movie theaters stay around forever. I really do. But who knows? I think maybe they'll come up in another form that's more high tech, like a virtual reality sort of experience. But um, I can't see the future. So I don't know. What do you guys think? 
another industry is like plastic bags um, and Ziploc bags, things like that. Uh, because we are a generation that focuses on maybe helping the environment more and being more sustainable, I don't know a lot of people who buy a ton of plastic bags aside from my parents. Like my parents' generation, they like plastic bags. But my generation, we like to, you know, use reusable shopping bags when we go shopping and things that aren't super wasteful. The last one I want to touch on is kind of one that has seen a rise in the last few years because the nicotine industry found a, a loophole, guys, to make younger people fall back in love with and learn how to have an addiction to nicotine. So obviously growing up, if you guys remember in school, I definitely recall having it shoved down our throats that smoking is horrible for us and you know every year in health class we were taught don't smoke cigarettes and it just wasn't a cool thing anymore like it just it wasn't not like not like how it was for our parents when they were our age so by the time I got to college you know even my friends like I just I didn't have anyone in my life who smoked cigarettes like consistently maybe one or two friends but it just wasn't something I ever saw as cool or something I ever wanted to do. And then comes the jewel. And the invention of the jewel is what allowed for all these like teenagers to get addicted to nicotine. And it was created, I think in my opinion, it was created to um, help the nicotine industry. But it, I think they advertised it as, oh, this is a great way to quit smoking. You know, it's better for you. And because it was marketed that way, Obviously, a bunch of people got themselves some jewels, and I just know so many people who are addicted to their jewels, and it's the same thing. It's nicotine. It's not good for you. So, um, yeah, I'm not here to lecture anyone. I just think that whole aspect is very interesting to me that we as a generation were so close to killing off the, the cigarette industry, or maybe not killing it off completely. That's probably never going to happen, but it just wasn't something we saw as cool, and now my sister's generation, Gen Z, and even people my age... Um, you know, the jewel came along the vapes came along when I was in high school but uh, the jewel didn't come along till way after I was out of high school and these are things that have gotten all these kids addicted to the nicotine so it's really unfortunate but yeah that's the last one I wanted to talk about guys I hope you all enjoyed this episode if you guys have anything that you think millennials like any industries or businesses that you think millennials are killing off please let me know because I could do a whole nother episode about this we definitely get blamed for a lot, but I think the whole article I read, its purpose was to say that it's not really our fault. There are other reasons why um, that these industries are dying. It's not just our generation's fault. You know, it's the fault of the generation above us and also Gen Z. They're going to bring in way more progressive change. I truly believe it. And hopefully it'll all be good change. All right, guys, um, I'm going to go ahead and end the podcast episode here. I hope you guys all enjoyed listening. Thank you for tuning in to the 20th episode of My Zillennial Life. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Hey,